to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello. Oh, happy new year. Happy new year to you. Um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful time to be alive. Yes, it is a new year. I have, haven't been with you live in a little while. It seems like a long time because I miss, I miss y'all. I miss being on the air with you. Um, I'm happy it's a new year. According to the common calendar, the Gregorian calendar, it's a new year. But some of you may or may not know, uh, according to the Hebrew calendar, biblical calendar, the new year began in September. September is actually the beginning of a new year. But because we live in a Gregorian society, a secular society, we have to be governed by both calendars. So we're kind of behind as far as the, the, the Bible calendar, but that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> um, it's just important, though, to know that God's calendar is different than ours. It's different than our personal calendars. It's different than the secular Gregorian calendars, um, his timing is just not our timing. It's just not. But it's all good. It's all good, okay? Um, you might be interested to know, if you don't know, that one day is as a thousand years to God. You know, so what we consider to be a day, like a 24-hour period, um, is equivalent to a thousand years. Am I saying that right? A thousand years is equivalent to one day with God because basically he's eternal. Okay. He's, he's eternal. Um, he's, he's forever and ever. Okay. He has no beginning. He has no end. He is, he, he just is. So his timing is not our timing, but his timing is perfect in every way, <laughs> in ways that we can't even comprehend. 
his timing is perfect. All right, y'all? So, let me see here. I want to emphasize, if you are waiting on things from God, if you have been praying and you've been asking the Lord for things, changes in situations, uh, circumstances, whatever, um, it's important to understand what I just said about God's timing, okay? And it's important for you to understand that prayer does change things. If you are a child of God, and by that I mean a born-again believer, if you have accepted Christ, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you've surrendered your life to him, if you've repented, meaning changed your ways, turned from your rebellious behavior, and you belong to the Lord, then he hears your prayers. And prayer does change things. It really, really, really does. I could give you examples from my own life, but I have another plan tonight. I'm actually going to talk to you uh, from a different perspective about how prayer changes things. But I want to give my husband a chance to I think, let me make sure he's online, okay, you guys? Because you know I don't do that much without my honey boo. <laughs> we do have our own interests, and I do do my own thing, you know, here and there. You know, I am a, a capable woman, but I love that man. And um, I am comforted by his comfort. I think I hear him. Is that you, handsome? That's me. All right. <laughs> How's it going? Did did it turn out that you were able to get on by phone or by Skype? I'm on by phone, but my oh. Skype is up now. So. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. So maybe um maybe during the break or something, uh, Roy can try that too. But um, how are you doing, my love? I know how you're doing, but tell the people how you're doing. I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. I'm I'm blessed. I'm uh, a child of the king. So it's always going to be good being a child of the king because I have a wonderful promise of everlasting life. So all is good. All is good. All right. So as usual... I am going to invite you to chime in on my topic tonight, how prayer changes things. I've invited another friend of ours to call in, and um, I hope she'll be able to call in because we don't get that many call-ins. Matter of fact, I forgot to uh, I forgot to grab my binder that has the call-in number. So I, I was going to announce that, but. Uh, maybe during the break, I can grab that binder with the call-in information. So we do like to have people call in. We don't get many call-ins, but we do like to have people call in because we are relational people. <laughs> we do love people sometimes. We folks can be hard to deal with, but we do love people. Amen? Amen. So 
Um, God's timing is legit. God's timing is perfect in every way. It might feel to us like a lifetime. It might feel to us like he's taking too long. Um, it might just, we, you know, just, we just might be impatient. Or the situation that we're dealing with may truly be agonizing. But I want you to know that when he steps in, he steps in at the right timing, according to his timing, according to his plans and purposes for our lives. I um, I started thinking about this topic actually back in December. And the reason um, that that came about is because I was getting frequent phone calls from uh, various women that I know. And they were calling me um, and, and requesting prayer and also telling me about situations that they personally were, were dealing with. And um, problems, you know, hardships that, that ranged from, um, from losing a loved one to uh, uh, losing a pregnancy, you know, miscarriages, um, heart broke, heartbreaks, um, uh, job stress, I mean, you know, just you name it, um, surgeries, sickness, illness. And uh, one morning I just, I woke up after, um, after reaching out to someone who was dealing with something and I just uh, began to weep and I just began to cry because I felt the weight of the situations that the women were dealing with and the Lord put in my heart and in my spirit that it was time for me to have to, to call together another women's conference call. I've done those in the past, but it has been a while since I did one. So um, I, I began to ask the different women if they would be willing to join in on a conference call. And as as I spoke with them, uh, what I began to feel was not just that we should talk about their issues, but that we should pray in our conference call that we should pray about our issues. And I was very glad that uh, several women joined me for that first call. And um, in preparation for that call, the Lord began to actually take me to the word word is always a good place to start uh, whenever we do something the Lord usually will confirm it um, if it's from him he will confirm it and his word confirms his actions okay so um, the scripture that he took me to that he wanted me to share with the ladies is found in the book of James James 5 It'll be verses 13 through 18. Now, I'm going to be getting uh, a break here any minute. So uh, if I get, a start, get started with this and we run into a break, don't worry. You know, I'm sipping my tea as usual. Can't tell you what this is tonight because I think it's actually a blend of, of two different kinds. <laughs> I 
because I had, I made me some fresh tea, but I had some left over in a cup and I, I mixed it together and I heated it up. And so I think it's probably a combination of cinnamon and probably ginger mint and whatever, but um, it's good. And I want you to get your tea so you can sip with me and listen as I take you to the word about prayer. All right, y'all? I will talk to you on the other side of the tunes. tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, I hope you got your tea. And I hope you're ready because this is intended not only to be encouraging, but it is um, a call to arms. Okay. 
this is something that I believe many churches have uh, forgotten. You know, they become so newfangled that um, it is no longer an integral part of their ministry. I can recall uh, growing up in the Church of God in Christ and prayer was something that we did before the service even began. People came in and they got on their knees and they prayed at their chairs, at their pews is what they called them at the time. And or they went to the altar, which was at the front of the church, and they kneeled and they prayed. And then the pastor also often opened the service with prayer. And it was not a, a, a compact 10-minute, five-minute prayer, rehearsed type prayer. It was a prayer where uh, he called on God where he acknowledged God, he called on God, and truly um, asked, prayed as the Spirit led him to pray. And then when we had our prayer meetings, we often did the same thing. We got on the altar, we knelt before the Lord, sometimes people laid before the Lord, and we prayed and we took turns praying in, in in rounds, if you will. Uh, some per, One person might feel led to pray about certain things and, and they would pray earnestly. They would pray tearfully sometimes. Sometimes it wouldn't be tearfully. It would just be um, 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 emph emphatic. Um, sometimes it would just be plain, but they would pray until they had prayed everything that was in their heart to pray. And then someone else would pick up the prayer. So prayer meetings were just that okay and what the lord began to want me to emphasize to the women is that we need to pray as a matter of fact um i wasn't planning on talking about that aspect of it but i had i made some notes and the lord gave me three three different words and one word was regarding our prayer that we were going to shabak S-H-A-B-A-C-H. -A -A -H. I think that's the proper spelling. I'll get my notes during the break and double check it. We were going to TODA, which was T-O-D-A-H. And um, there was one more. I can't recall it. But the equivalent of these three words meant that we were going to Shabak, pray in a loud, um, passionate voice that we were going to wail out, that we were going to um, um, basically uh, storm heaven with our, with the sound of our voices, okay? Toda represented uh, a sacrifice of praise, so we were going to give thanks during our prayer time. We were going to tell the Lord, thank you. And we were going to praise him for his marvelous works, for the things that he often does not get credit and recognition for in our individual lives, as well as in the world. Okay. And um, we were going to do that until we got breakthrough. Um, when we used to pray and when I was taught to pray, you didn't just say what was on your mind five, 10 minutes of prayer, but 
you prayed until you felt a shift in the atmosphere. If you came to God and you were burdened, you prayed until the Lord lifted that burden that was called getting breakthrough. Okay. It meant that you, your prayers were heard and effective. Um, so let me give you some of the background scriptures that I gave the ladies to, to emphasize what it is that prayer is all about. And again, Chris, if you have something to say, honey, make sure you join in. Okay. I will. All right. So in the book of James, starting with chapter five, verse 13, it asks the question, is any among you afflicted? Answer, let him pray. Is any merry, happy, that means happy, let him sing psalms. 14, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. So there's a difference between being afflicted and being sick. You could be afflicted with sickness, but you could also be afflicted with trials, troubles, worries, stresses, demonic attacks, nightmares, um, addictions, habits that you can't seem to break. Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. How many believers these days, even in a church, can have elders to call and can call for those elders and will expect a response from them, will get a response from them? Hmm. And it says, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. We have got to get back to the basics, people. We have got to be, get back to the word. All this newfangled stuff has not uh, led to spiritual breakthrough. Um, there are more people in bondage. There are more people oppressed and depressed and uh, struggling with sinful issues, living un godly, unvictorious lifestyles, trapped in habits, uh, because the church doesn't even preach against those things anymore, nor do they give you the tools to battle for yourself. Verse 15, it says, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he hath committed sins, some sickness is due to sin. Some sickness is due to sins of a generation, perhaps before you. It's passed on. It's inherited. Some sickness is. Okay. And actually, I would go as far as to say that all sickness is in terms of us living in a fallen world. Sickness didn't come into the earth realm until sin entered the earth realm. And it is a result of Satan's rebellion against God and Adam and Eve rebelling against God and allowing Satan that dominion. So in that sense, all sickness is because of sin. It says, and if 
he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Okay. 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. This is another crucial area. Some of you may have tuned in and you might have said, well, I looked at the caption for this radio program and I thought that they were going to be talking about life, love, and trauma. Well, honey, we are. <laughs> we are. Because guess what? Sickness is a part of life. Afflictions of various kind are a part of life. Stresses and worries and addictions and oppression and depression are a part of life, okay? Those things often come upon us because of trauma in our life, okay? And here, this verse about confessing comes into play because it is so important that people acknowledge their own issues. God is not going to just willy-nilly set people free of oppression, depression, issues. If, if those issues are because of harbored, unconfessed, undealt with sin, struggles. We have to come to a place where we can say even to God and to each other as believers, I'm not telling you to go out and confess your faults to someone who could care less about you, who's not a believer, who doesn't have the, the access to God and get a prayer through. Um, I, I'm talking about believers, strengthening believers and followers of Christ to pray one for the other. Someone who, who is, has integrity, someone who, who cares. If you cannot find that person, if you don't have that person in your own personal life, you can contact us. We can hook you up with our conference call line. When we are having prayer uh, conference calls, you can call in because I do not like to give people the impression that I can pray for everybody's issues because I am, a, I am, I am limited in how much I can handle. As I was saying, I began to feel the weight of the issues that the women were calling me about, and it led me to tears. But the Lord said, call them together and have them come together and begin to pray for each other. And that is exactly what we did. How can... And, and, and the ones that don't know how to pray can in that process can learn how to pray hold your thoughts we can come back right after Tim. has a tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> 
a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. I am talking to you about prayer. I am talking to you and telling you that prayer changes things. And my hubby was just getting ready to chime in. So, husband, pick it up where you left off. Well, what I was um, starting to say is that um, even in your prayer group, there's there may be some that are not familiar with praying corporately or, or actually one-on-one. And prayer is something that has to be taught and broken down. And and so even if that person says, yes, I want prayer, I'm going to call in and I'm going to just listen, you know, they they need to be acknowledged because their calling in is a need and they're wanting prayer. And so the people in that group are supposed to, number one, be prayer warriors, and then they're supposed to embrace the weaker one and teach them how to pray for themselves. Otherwise, they're going to always be a victim of the enemy's um, snares and darts and, 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 and pitfalls always if they don't know how to pray. And what I'm seeing... Um, in the world today is most people are just surviving. They don't have the tools to go out and fight. They just think this is how it is. The world is jacked up and this is how it is. And they don't really realize because of the lack of teaching in, in the churches, you know, and, and, and the outreach, the lack of the outreach and the lack of going and getting involved with people that the people aren't getting, they're not getting their, 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 their nutrients and their vitamins and they're not being strengthened. They're just survivors hmm. and life. You can be a survivor or you can have life abundantly and take back territory. 
Mm. And with prayer is a tool that's supposed to take back territory and, and, and take back dominion, a tool that we're supposed to use as people of God to take back dominion. Amen. Amen. And I, I think of it like um, you're in the middle of an ocean, you're on a boat, and it has sails, it has oars, it has everything on the boat to get you where you need to go. But if you were never taught how to use that stuff and you never saw anybody use it and it's all right there, then it's just stuff that's on the boat and you're just out there floating. But if someone comes along and shows you how to use it, how to put the sail up to catch the wind and how to use the oars or whatever, you will start moving and you will start getting somewhere and then you can go places rather than just float your whole life in the middle of the ocean. Mm. You can actually live. You can actually go and and do God's work and, and spread his gospel and travel and, and go places because you're using everything that you have available to you to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're dumbfounded to the weapons that you have and they're just stuff on the boat, you didn't know it was a weapon, then you're just riding along, floating, mm-hmm. wandering. Mm-hmm. So that's what prayer is. Prayer is those weapons and those tools and those resources that will move mountains. Amen. That will run the enemy away and, and, and give you dominion that you're supposed to have, your God-given dominion that you're supposed to have. That's my two cents. Amen. Well, do you want to, because of course that makes me think of different things too, but do you want to expand on how, because I did talk about some some ways that we prayed uh, growing up. No, I want you to pick up up where you you left off. Okay. I just, that was on my heart. Okay. Okay. Well, then let me go back to um, verse 17, because I do want to get all of these in. Um, well, let me back that up to 16 and finish 16. I do want to get all these in tonight. And if we need to, we can continue this in our next live show. So back to 16, it says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. That's why on the call, I had the people that called in take turns praying. Okay. And it says, pray one for another that ye may be healed. And this is so key right here. This is so key. It says, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual, fervent. Do you know when something is fervent, it is like hot, like fervent heat. It would be like fiery hot heat. When something is fervent, it is zestful. It is full of fire and passion. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, and that does include women. It's just the term like mankind, but that does include women of a righteous man availeth much. Now there's something I have to stop and pause and focus on too. Many believers are just that. They're believers. Okay. But they do not live righteously. 
They do not live righteously, especially in this day and time. The idea of living a sanctified, holy life is passe to many churches, to many pastors even. I'm ashamed to say it. But they do not emphasize believers living righteously. And that is why a lot of believers are not getting their prayers answered and why they are not being um, growing to maturity or being effective witnesses. They're not living righteously. They are living just as raggedy as unbelievers. Sin is ruling and reigning in their lives. They're weighted down with issues of every kind, sicknesses, you name it. Many of the believers have just as much problems as, the, as, the, as the, those that are not believers, as the world. And that is key. It says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Not an unrighteous. God does reign on the just as well as the unjust. He does reign on the unrighteous as well as the righteous. He does have mercy on the unrighteous. And he does um, actually watch over the universe, you know, everyone in it. But when it comes to answering prayer, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. If you are not a believer and if you don't know the Lord as your savior and things are going good for you and maybe some of the things that you have asked for have been answered, you are just blessed. <laughs> that is God's grace and mercy being extended to you because he's a good God. Because he's a good God. Okay. Verse 17 says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. He's a man like us. Okay. Same kinds of passions, uh, likes, dislikes, desires, etc. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Now, what this is saying is that this man was a righteous man and he prayed earnestly, sincerely, earnestly to God that God would stop it from raining for three years. And God answered his prayer. Back then, this was Old Testament times. Back then, you know, we didn't pray in the name of Jesus. He prayed to God. And God answered his prayer and it didn't, there was a drought. A drought hit the land and it lasted for three years and six months. I could give you story after story in the Bible of similar types of incidents. Okay. And then it says in verse 18, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. That's verses 13 through 18. Okay. In our first prayer conference call, 
this is this is how I um, opened up the call. I let them know what the word has to say about prayer. This is just one scripture, one one set of scriptures that talks about prayer because I wanted to give them a foundation. And then I also said to them, you know, don't feel inhibited. If you begin to pray and you feel like crying, cry. If you feel if you begin to pray and you feel like shouting loudly, like I said, we were going to Shabbat, so shout. Okay. Some people pray um, rocking back and forth. Some people pray um, laying on their face. Some people pray pacing the floor, walking back and forth. Some people pray in, and they kneel. I'm not saying that you have to pray one specific way, but I am saying that your, your life needs to be that of a righteous life. Otherwise, you are just taking the Lord's um, goodness in vain. You are just receiving his goodness in vain. Okay. But if you want your prayers to be effectual, you need to be righteous. And your prayers will begin to take on a different twist. They won't be all about you. They won't be all about your desires and your needs and your wishes and your troubles. They will begin to reflect the heart of God. Because if he's inspiring you to pray, then you'll begin to pray concerning the things that concern him. Okay, so I'm going to get my notes during the break and see if there's anything I'm leaving out. And I will be back with you. Uno momento. <laughs> In a few minutes, if you haven't got your tea, get your tea so you can sip with me. And um, we'll pick it up when I come back from the break. Is there more living for you to do? 
Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Tugginet.com. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. We are talking, Chris and I are talking to you about prayer. Tonight, we are talking about how and why prayer changes things, okay? And so um, I left off talking um, about and emphasizing the importance of uh, how righteous living makes a difference in prayer being effectual. And so I want to say that when we had our first uh, prayer conference call last month, I also emphasized that point to the ladies and we opened up our prayer by asking for forgiveness, asking the Lord to forgive us if we have had anything in our lives, in our hearts, that was not pleasing to him, for him to reveal those things to us so that we could um, be in right standing with him. Contrary to what pe- people think, you know, you hear people oh, on Facebook and different, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you. Oh, prayers are going up for you. Um, the Lord does not hear everyone's prayer. And by that, I don't mean he doesn't audibly hear. He does audibly hear everyone's prayer, but he hears, in other words, pays attention to, takes note of, hears the prayers of the righteous. Okay. And um, I wanted to emphasize this too, that I mentioned how you should pray until you feel, until you've gotten breakthrough. Okay. Prayer is not supposed to be a one-sided thing. It's not supposed to be where you just spill out everything that's on your heart and then that's the end of that. How many of you have had a conversation with a person where it's not a conversation, where the other person is just basically spilling out their guts, their, their, their opinions, 
their thoughts, and you um, can't get a word in edgewise. How do you feel? <laughs> How do you feel? Okay, well, the Lord loves his people, and he delights in us, and he enjoys conversation with us. He wants to hear from us about the things that are going on in our life. Not that he doesn't know, but it's just like us being in relationship with people. You can live in the house with someone. You can watch them, you know, get up, get dressed, go to work. Um, and But it's different. You can watch them do it, but it's different when they actually take the time to talk to you about how they're feeling about getting up, getting dressed, and going to work. You know, that is one of the major issues in relationships is communication or lack thereof. Women often feel left out and unloved and unappreciated because there's no communication. <laughs> they can see that man getting up every day, going to work, busting his tail uh, to take care of home but they don't feel appreciated because he won't share with them what he's going through at work. He won't share with them his ups and downs and his, you know, personal thoughts. So prayer is like that. We need to pray until we feel a breakthrough, until we, there's a shift in the atmosphere, until you feel a release in your spirit that God has heard you and oftentimes he will give you signs that he heard you um you'll just feel like i said the burden will lift you know let's say you're praying for, for a situation that is troubling and you pray until that burden lifts then you don't feel so burdened anymore okay let's say um you're asking him for answers to a specific situation sometimes he will answer immediately while you're in prayer He'll begin to give you thoughts and impressions, or he'll send you to the scriptures and you'll read something that gives you an answer. Sometimes the answer will come maybe uh, the next day, or sometimes it may take months for you to get an answer. Something like that happened to me this morning. I had began praying about an issue a few months ago. This is a specific issue. I began praying about it and agreeing with someone a few months ago. But the Lord woke me up with a dream this morning. You know, I woke up having had a dream in the wee hours of the, the morning, the night, the morning, you know what I'm trying to say, in the wee hours of the morning, the night before. And the dream turned out to be an answer to something that I had been praying and asking God for, for understanding about. So I was able to call the people that were involved and communicate with those individuals about the dream and and i believe that it gave them great insight because that's how the lord is some prayers will take may take years to get answered but along the way the lord will give you encouragement and grace and uh encourage you that you that it's not something wrong or necessarily uh, that you are still with him, you know, he'll, he'll still encourage you 
in other ways to know that you are still with him, but he's just not giving you the answer to that until the right timing. Remember I was telling you about how God's timing is so perfect and how legit it is. So in our prayer time, we actually got breakthrough that first, on that first call. And that reassured me that I had followed the Lord's instructions to even have the call. I don't want to just do things for the sake of doing it. I can't stand religion where people just do things to go through the motions. Oh my goodness, that is just, that drives me crazy. I want to know that I am serving a living God who is truly touched by the feeling of my infirmities and that if I call on him, that he answers. You know, the scripture says that if you call on him, he answers. You know, he is near to us. So that night, while we were taking turns praying, one of the ladies began to pray earnestly. And she began to, to cry because she began to feel the response in her spirit. And she began to share what we know was a word from the Lord about what we were even doing. And she began to tell us that the Lord is saying for us to go back to the basics, the basics of knowing his word, reading his word, digesting his word, allowing it to become alive in your life. War, war, war. She was saying, we need to learn to war. Prayer is a warrior's tool. My husband used the term of prayer warrior. Prayer is, is an effectual weapon against the enemy of our souls. So she began to say war, 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 that God has given strategies. He is a strategic God. He will give us strategies to overcome the attacks and the issues that we face that we are to use the gifts that he's given us. Prayer is a gift. There are other gifts of the spirit, which I have talked about um, before. And I was, oh, I'm, I'm getting worked up. But there, there are other gifts of the spirit that God says his people do not use. We're not using the weapons of our warfare. We're not truly praying. I mean, truly praying, okay? When's the last time that you prayed until you got breakthrough, okay? Um, he said his people are dying for the lack of these things. The church is dying. His churches are dying for the lack of these things. And my husband wanted me to point out um, the fact that, oh my goodness, uh, as you begin to do these things, as you begin to practice praying, if you have not been a prayer warrior, as you begin to practice praying, that you begin to discern that you can't let everybody pray for you. You know, it's good to ask for prayer, but you you cannot let everybody pray for you, pray for you, because some people have conditions in their own life and they're not living righteously themselves. And um, they can actually cause you to be more weighted down and come under more attacks and more oppression than you were already in. 
you'll begin to discern those things. The more you walk in the spirit. Um, I, I would like, if my husband will, you know, for us to to pray out tonight, um, uh, to pray out, you know, as we go off the air, just so that you can hear us praying. Honey, we got about a minute, I think. Do you want to lead me out in prayer? Or shall I? Father, we thank you right now for this word. Let it reach the target, Lord. Let it reach the hearts of your people who are thirsty, who are hungry for your word, Lord. Let it reach them and let it encourage them. Let it equip them, Father, to be able to stand tall and go strong and, and, and go against the enemy and take back ground, Lord. Let it be um, instrumental to warfare for your, on your behalf, Father. Feed us the, the milk that we need so we may grow to, 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 to where we can take on meat, Father. And as we take on meat, we can grow and build muscles and, and, and fight for you, Lord, as strong warriors. But we can't, we can't do it without prayer, Lord. We thank you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pick this up in two weeks, people. Thank you.